Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of Namaste Bitches Podcast, a wellness podcast where I ask people from all walks of life one piece of advice. This is a little different. This one, uh, me and Tom uh, Watts, my boyfriend, uh, sat down and just had a little chat about resolutions and uh, our different approaches to meal plans. And you'll see in the podcast, we very quite differently on how one should approach uh, healthy eating and cutting weight. Uh, That being said, uh, just to remind everyone, this episode is just two people chatting about resolutions and how they approach food. Neither Tom and I are uh, nutritionists in any stretch of the imagination. So just bear that in mind as we talk. Uh, Yeah, so here's this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, If you did, share it with some friends, uh, like it on iTunes, all that sort of thing. But here is episode 23 with me, Abigailia, and Tom Watts. The audio bit of this show. Yeah, maybe. I have pop guards because you told me to get pop guards. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. This is exactly what you needed. And then I borrowed them from Back Hill, and I've never given them back. At least hers. Um, I think so. If they're not hers, they're Bridie's. But I don't think either of them podcast anymore, so it's not an issue that they're gone. Neato. Yeah. So, um, Happy New Year, Tom. Happy New Year, I've Thank you. So, uh, one, uh, please speak louder because um, you speak softly and I know how to project properly. So, make sure you're speaking loud enough during the interview. Okay. <laughs> That's not very good, but we'll work on yeah, it. Get yeah, get closer. Yeah, closer. There we go. All right. Um, I'm going to cut all that out because that's a bunch of faff. Well, that's the best bit. Oh, dear God. We just did the show. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. Oh, gosh. Um, Get stuff in to clean the studio out. Say what? What? <laughs> I don't know. What did you say? I didn't say anything. Um, so, I guess we're uh, talking about New Year's resolutions. Uh, one of mine was to get this podcast out more regularly, and I really wanted to record this with you before New Year's, but that didn't happen. So now it's the 4th of January, and we're sitting down to do it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? No. No. Other than you said you were going to get back to the gym? Yeah, it's not really a New Year's resolution. It just is something you (laughs) resolutely decided around January? Well, I think like New Year's a kind of a a good time just to sort of start again, but I don't really go for New Year's resolutions. Why don't you go for New Year's resolutions? They just sort of set you up for a fool. Go on. About what? Well, well, like, what do you mean by that? Well, like, I think the entire gym industry relies on the fact that people suck at New Year's resolutions. It's like their whole business model. That is true. I like New Year's resolutions because, like you said, it's a good chance for everyone to start over. And I like that for a whole month, everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, I wish it lasted longer than that. But I don't know. I just think it's a really good energy. Uh, Kind of like around the people, you know, around my friend group that everyone's like, all right, I'm not going to drink for a month. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, the thing about New Year's resolutions is that, like, it sort of it puts too much weight on a specific thing. So, like, yeah. I mean, like, I think they're probably more useful if it's the sort of softer resolution, like, I want to get a bit more in shape rather than every morning I'll run five miles because then after the third day you realize it's not really sustainable and then you just bug it up your whole New Year's resolution. That's true. Uh, one of my thoughts that I wanted to do was because I'd like to start running again is just run 30 minutes um, during 30 minutes first thing in the morning. In just 30 minutes, however, excuse me, however many miles I can run in 30 minutes. Uh, and I already have failed at it. That's this news resolutions. It's sort of, it's kind of like, it's, a, it's sort of like a point of like a, a fresh start. It's great. But as soon as you start putting weight on I have to eat like this and I have to like exercise this much and they're always 
unsustainable, unrealistic goals because everyone gets really gung ho about New Year's mm. resolutions, and then rather than just sort of thinking, okay, in the new year I'm going to eat better and do some more exercise, which is more of a sustainable way to look at it, and yeah. then you can kind of maintain that for at least until January. Well, I think small goals are doable. So if you're like, I'm going to eat better, but that means different things to so many different people. So if you're someone who like, I don't know, drinks a lot of Coke and stuff like that, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to give up Coke, that I mean, that's a big step in the right direction. Instead of being like, I am going to uh, go on this completely insane uh, carb-free diet for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like make small changes in your diet instead of making ginormous changes. Yeah, that makes much more sense. I mean, that's sort of getting into the the realms of realistic. Yeah. It's sort of like a lot of it, New Year's resolutions sort of hinge on massive habit changes. And it takes a long time for you to change habits. You need to be doing something consistently for a couple of months before it becomes a habit. And you need to maintain it. Mm -hmm. you'll quickly slip into old habits so you need something which you can realistically maintain for a couple of months um have you ever been someone to make resolutions um possibly in the past but i can't really remember any of the resolutions that i made yeah i don't think they went well if i had it well like going back to a lot of resolutions i feel like people make are often to get in shape I, I mean everyone's I feel like in the stand-up comedy world it's always like I'm going to write more and I'm going to get into shape which to be honest those are my two current goals for this year so it's not me being super judgy but we've talked about before when um, a lot of times people in January start to do crash diets or crazy strict eating and I think both of you and I have done that before to get down to goals and just found it unbearable. Can you speak about your uh, experience with that a bit? Um, I don't know if it's unbearable. Like, every now and then I decide I'm going to cut and get in shape and I'll just diet like a runway model until I'm the right weight I want to be. But it's sort of, it's a means to an end so I wouldn't want to maintain that. But... Like, whenever you've done it, you've... I, I just find the term diet like a runway model to be like... To me, that immediately doesn't sound healthy. I mean, there's, I don't take as any cocaine, so there'd be that difference between a runway model. Yeah, so well, you, entirely... you basically eat a lot of tuna and vegetables. Yeah, just... I just It's like a fairly hefty calorie deficit and minimal carbs. I can't deal with calorie deficits. I've tried to do it. Um, or big calorie deficits, as it were. I've tried to do it a couple times, and if I want to maintain a high level of activity, I get too hangry, and my blood sugar drops, and it's just not a good thing. Yeah, so when I've done that in the past, I've also kind of, like, coincided it with a fairly full-on gym routine. So I'll be going to the gym five or six times a week. And you don't get tired doing it? Get used to it pretty quick. See, I can't... No. Uh, well, how far do you cut down? You cut back from how many calories to how many calories? Do you know? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes it's been from like 3,000 down to 1,500. Yeah, I don't function well on 1,500 calories, like at all. I, uh, as you know, uh, at the end of November, I started to do flexible dieting, which is when you count your macronutrients uh, as opposed to calories. So uh, food is broken up into micronutrients, and that's your vitamins and your minerals. And your macronutrients are your fats, carbohydrates, and uh, proteins. I know you know this, Tom. I'm saying this <laughs> for the listeners. Um, but uh, I've started doing that, and it took me 29 days to figure it out. And that was over the holidays uh, where I was traveling a lot for work and then celebrating a lot. So I basically... Uh, just sucked at it for a month but um, the program I'm on right now the on my rest days so on days that I'm not working out at all the lowest amount of calories I eat is uh, 1750 or if you broke that down into macronutrients my rest days is 150 grams of protein 130 grams of carbs and 70 grams of fat 
And I feel like, well, you've watched me since I've started doing it. You've even been like, I think you're eating too much protein. But I feel so, like, I feel so calm being able to hit those numbers because I know, like, I'm not starving. Yeah, I think we, like, diet very differently. Like, when I set my mind that I'm going to lose some weight, I'll stick to three meals a day and completely cut out snacks, like, completely. So I have, like porridge at breakfast some sort of protein lunch and then a veg heavy and protein heavy dinner and that's it whereas i feel like you need some sort of snack allowance which i guess is like the difference between us yeah we've talked about that before because i've tried to do similar things to what you're doing but i basically i need um usually i can eat breakfast and then not have a snack um before lunch then I usually work out in the middle of the day and I have to eat something after that. And last year I did that big month challenge where I did three diets in one month and I blogged about it. And one thing I've learned about myself is I have to eat something before I go to bed. Like there's, I know there's so much uh, in the ether and I don't think it's even scientific. It's just a, what a, a lot of people think it's really bad to eat at a certain time of night but I just like maybe it's because I stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning but I have to have another meal after dinner otherwise I just don't feel good maybe it's also because I used to always have a snack before bed as a kid so I kind of I just it's sort of more of necessity like I need to go cold turkey on it basically like I get hungry in the evenings and would quite happily eat something but that's when I would just binge on stuff so whatever I was going to eat in the evening wouldn't be enough. So I prefer to just cut out and just suck it up and not have the snack. Well, so see, that's when I'll blow my entire calorie deficit for the day. That's what I like about flexible dieting or macro counting is because I basically, for the next today and tomorrow, I know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I'm on the road all day and I just went ahead and planned my meals around Wagamama and Pret. Um, but... Uh, I know that at night I'm going to have some yogurt and blueberries. I just know what it's going to be. So it it stops me from being like, I'm going to eat all the cookies. Or like last night I had cheese and crackers and I knew exactly how much cheese I was going to eat. Whereas the thing is, is if I, if I was doing something far more restrictive, like if I was doing something that was low fat or low carb, I would start to miss carbs and eat a whole sleeve of crackers instead of just eating a a measured portion of them. You know what I mean? That's why I like it because I can eat a little bit of everything so long as I hit my macros. Yeah. Yeah. But when you crash diet, or can we call it crash dieting? I guess it probably is. It is crash dieting. Like how long do you sustain it for? Uh, until I lose interest. See, this doesn't sound good to me. Like, nothing about... Like, sometimes I feel like when you and I talk about health and fitness and diets, sometimes the way you tell me how you cut, I'm just like, it's like talking to a teenage dancer. Like, what... Because it's not necessarily unhealthy what you do, uh, because you do eat, like, um, well-rounded amounts of proteins and carbs and vegetables. So you're not starving yourself, but it is very uh, rigid. Yeah, I kind of have to be. Like, I get, like, I'm really manic with anything I do, so it's, like, all or nothing. So if I'm cutting and getting into shape, it's, like, five or six days at the gym and a strict diet for, like, six months. But at the moment, I'm really focused on my career, so I'm just... Currently, it's like 100% on the career, and I'm not really interested in the fitness and exercise, but that's kind of how I just how I roll, ups and downs. Don't you crave some sort of balance? It just doesn't work for me. Like, I can't half-ass something. Like, I either it's not don't do it or it, do though. it, like, to 100%. Right, but I don't see that... I don't see having, like, some balance. So instead of... Um, instead of going to the gym six days a week, if you're really concentrating on uh, building your career, maybe you only have time to go three days a week. But that's three days a week. But that's like, at that point, my interest is completely gone from the gym. Like, I just don't care. 
So once when you go on these cuts where you're eating super, um, super rigid and you're at the gym six days a week, then what do you do when you're when you've hit your body goal? Uh, I think that's where like body dysmorphia kicks in and then it's never really enough. Go on. We're so, I mean, so I saw some photos that I'd taken about maybe two years ago when I was really cut. Mm. And at the time, like, I wasn't cut enough and I wasn't, like, muscly enough. And now looking back at that, I was in really good shape. Yeah. And it's, like, at the time I couldn't see it at all because it's, like, when I'm in that mindset, it's, like, never enough. And then I sort of just basically run with that until I burn myself out with that. And then I'll just move on to something else. And then what happens? You burn yourself out and then... No, I'll probably keep going to the gym and it'll peter out. And then I'll have... Like, my work life can be quite disruptive. So I'll have one week where I'm, like, traveling all over the place and, like, not... And then I my once my routine gets, like, disrupted, that's usually when it finishes. Mm-hmm. So I kind of... It just takes a bit of disruption and I just don't go back to it. And that's kind of what happened in... When was it? October about, I think haven't really been going to the gym since then yeah because yeah that just what you're explaining to me sounds like what a lot of people do and what i've done in the past but it's also i guess going forward in this in this new year going forward um i want to figure out how to have balance so um i um i'm a pretty active person but i find food so confusing because there's so much literature on what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and vegan diet and paleo diet and in high protein and low carb and timing timing your carbohydrates and all of that stuff there's just so much information out there that it just overwhelms me and I get confused and I eat a cake so what I would like to figure out in my life is to ha- is how to eat um eat well in a sustainable way that is not feast or famine. That's not like, okay, I'm only eating chicken and broccoli for this month, so then I can go to Edinburgh and eat whatever I want and drink whatever I want, which is kind of in my head what's going to happen. But um, So you want to learn how to eat French? I I don't understand what you mean. Like in France. Like everyone's in amazing shape, but they still have pudding. Yeah. See? I think that's great. I read that book, How Do French, Why French Women Don't Get Fat, and that's basically, um, she doesn't talk about counting carbs or anything, but she talks about just kind of like portioning everything out and um, making a, just, yeah, balance. And for a while, sometimes you do have to cut back on stuff, like, because I said, because I'm doing flexible dieting right now. Um, 160 carbs sounds like a lot, but that's like not, I I can easily eat an incredible amount of carbs and really struggle with protein. So, um, so I just have to make sure that my carb count doesn't shoot over. Yeah. I think like with the moderation thing, why I prefer just the feast or famine is if I start eating moderation, like each month it slips more and more until you hit Christmas and then just overeat by a disgusting amount. But that's not moderation then. Like once you hit Christmas, it, I mean, it definitely yeah, wasn't like for the, me. Like sort of eat really healthily uh, for me anyway, at least I eat healthily and then I think, well, I have a bit of this. And then like the next month it's a bit more of this and it always slips. So I kind of like, I allow myself to slip for a couple of months because I know it will just snowball and slip. And then when I get to a point where I start feeling uncomfortable, then I'll diet back down to a weight I'm happy with. On a side note, I need you to lean further into your microphone because I can't hear you at all. (laughs) Maybe Like this. That's actually better. Um, Probably doesn't help that I'm like talking directly into mine and you are sitting way the fuck back. I'm just, just chilling. Um, I, but so why do you think it's hard? So once you start slipping, the slipping snowballs, but why, like you're an intelligent guy and you're super, um, 
you're super dedicated when you decide to do something. So why can't you stop the snowballing? Um, it's kind of like partly because I'm not really interested in it and partly because I just love eating food. Mm-hmm. Like I would happily just eat food all day. So it's kind of like I just allow myself a couple of months just to eat whatever I want. So I know, well, it's, yeah, it's, it just will slip. But it's kind of at the same time, I don't really care because I know that I'll enjoy it for a couple of months and then I'll diet back down to a weight I'm happy with. I just don't understand. I, I To me, it just sounds way easier on my whole mindset. And maybe, maybe also... I find it really difficult to drop weight, whereas you just decide to and you drop weight. But the idea of being like, oh, I'll just take six months or three months or whatever to do whatever I want and then diet back down. I just don't understand why you can't through 12 months disperse the whatever you want. Does that make sense? Like, just be a little more moderate. So instead of having eight beers have four instead of having a whole bar of chocolate have a half a bar of chocolate i mean i could but that's when i mean stuff does slip right so it's sort of like but you can unflip it like and then so if one day you you know you have a family get together or you have a wedding and you just go all out then just the next day go back to eating um in a more balanced sense yeah but you're kind of like having to constantly balance a deficit then so if you say you overate you say you ate like you had a really mad family get together ate 3,500 calories Mm -hmm. the next day you'd have to under eat by one and a half thousand calories to balance out so then you need to balance that over the course of a week which you never do so that 1,500 calories you've just overeaten you go back to eating normally again, but then you've that's built up and there's that kind of cumulative effect and then you just gradually gain weight because the amount you have to undereat to balance out the overeatings. Yeah, but if you have like one day of overeating, like you can't gain five pounds of fat in a day of eating. Like you physically can't do it. Uh, no, but you can gain five pounds of fat over a month of overeating. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if you have a day where you have a family get together and you overeat a lot, but the next day you return back to um, a, a reasonable amount of food for your body and your activity and then maintain that. Yeah, but you still gained half a pound at that point unless you're actively under. Uh, I don't think you do. Pretty sure you do. I think so long, so long as you... Are we talking about weight loss or maintaining? Maintaining. So just... Be a little more active the following week. Lift a slightly heavier weight. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's how it works exactly. It, it is because you've overeaten an amount of calories that you're not deficiting. Following, you're just say you're say you're eating at maintenance, right? And one day you overeat, and the next day you return to maintenance. The calories you've gained or the weight you've gained from overeating isn't going away because you're maintaining you'd have to diet 1500 calories out to get back to where you were before the binge right well okay so i'm weighing myself regularly right now like a lot um and i weighed myself after new year or on january 2nd the first time i weighed myself since um december 18th and in the time between Christmas and New Year's, I had gained close to seven pounds. Um, just food, whatever. In um, And then, so I weighed myself January 2nd. I weighed myself today on the 4th, and I've lost three of it already. That's not fat. Part of it is, like, if you gain that much that quickly, part of it is water weight and you know, is just retention. I'm not saying that I haven't gained any fat, but I'm saying that I did not gain six or seven pounds of pure fat in that amount of time. Because if I did, I wouldn't have dropped it that quickly. I think we're talking about two different things, though. 
Okay, what are you talking about? I'm talking about... This is most of our conversations, by the way. For those of you uh, who have never heard me and Tom talk, it's often the two of us having a conversation and talking about two separate things. Well, the one is like gradual weight gain from slipping every now and then, which will happen. Okay. And then your one's just binging over Christmas and putting on a bunch of weight in a short amount of time. But I'm saying if you have a big day you don't necessarily gain a half pound of fat from just one day if you return back to eating at maintenance and maintain a good level of activity yeah, you just gained half a pound of fat no you haven't though you have, because if you maintain work. if you if you maintain a certain level of activity as well as um a reasonable diet for a reasonable amount of food for whatever your weight is then then it will fall back off not if you're eating at maintenance it won't because that's what maintenance is so you're you say you're eating strict maintenance right so you're not going to gain or lose any weight okay then you add some weight on top of that because you overate one day Okay. And then you carry on eating at maintenance. That weight's not going to go away. That's going to stay there. And then, say, every two weeks you do that, you've just gained a pound in a month. And yeah, then, of course, a year, that's 10 pounds. I guess the reason why I'm questioning it, it, that is because life happens. You know what I mean? So, one day you're going to eat over. Another day you're going to get the stomach flu and you're going to eat under. Um, another day you're going to go and play frisbee in the park for like eight hours with your friends and like burn a lot of maybe not eight hours that's yeah, a but bit like, excessive. how often do you overeat compared to how often you get stomach bug and frisbee that's why like if you just like look at any group of middle-aged people and they've all slowly gained weight yeah it's, it's sort of like a like if you're only gaining, like everyone gets a little thicker in their yeah. So you're age. gaining a pound a month from the overeatings. Yeah, that's still twelve pounds a year. I guess I just really don't like the theory of feast or famine, and I'm tr- and I'm really trying to combat that because I think right now there's a lot of people out there who are doing that. I've done that as well, and I personally something that I want uh, in my. Uh, life regarding food is just understanding what will nourish my body and understanding what is enough and what is not enough and the idea of just being like well and now you went to a wedding and now you're fucked I mean if you don't actively lose the weight that you would have gained from a net wedding you will gain weight yeah okay but so you go you go to a party, you overdo it, you're eating at maintenance, but instead of dropping down to like 300 calories the next day to make up for it, why don't you just eat 10 calories less for a month? I, yeah. Because you'd, you'd eat 10 calories less for the first few days and then you'd eat maintenance by the end of the week and then a week later then you overdo it again. That's how life works. How long does it take you to get down to, or how long do you usually go through a cut? Mm, I can four months, four or five months, if I'm really strict with it. And then for the remainder seven months of the year, you just do whatever you want? Well, once I'm kind of happy, I'll start eating at more of a maintenance, but still quite strict. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, to, I'll go to the gym a lot anyway, so that's like exercising a lot. Yeah. But I mean, I sort of, I kind of... I'll find my weight that I'm happy with because if I, if I get too cut, I start looking quite gaunt, yeah. which isn't really a good look. Sorry, I shouldn't agree with that, but you do. So it's sort of like... It's because you have very sharp, strong features. Yeah, I just one. end up looking like a vampire. So to like, I know how much weight I need to lo- lose to look really cut, but it doesn't really suit my face. So it's sort of like I just... I diet down until I, I'm happy with how I look. Are you happy I'm, with how you look now? No, I'm, I'm feeling a bit chubby at the moment. And how long have you not been working out? About three months, probably. Did you work out in August? In September? I don't think you worked out even in September. It's been about three months. Okay. I think it's been longer. Well, whatever. I just... 
I don't know. I just, I, I rather seek balance than to do like a super hard cut. I don't think it's for everyone though. Like balance doesn't suit me because it's too balanced. I find it too mediocre. Okay. You need extremes. Basically. Well, and that being said, everyone has a different version of extremes. So what you're explaining to me, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to only eat three meals a day and them to have the same thing. But like I said, I'm flexible dieting right now. So I planned out everything I was going to eat roughly um, till Friday. I just know what I'm going to eat. I just know everything I'm going to eat and how much of it I'm going to eat. And I weigh all my food right now. And to some people, that's really extreme, whereas I find it very calming. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Um, do you have any other, other than food, is there anything else that you're trying to work at? As not a resolution, but as a soft change in your life? <laughs> as a soft change in my life. Uh, yeah, I'm just really focused on my career at the moment. And how are, how, how are you making goals there? How are you building goals? Um, I'm not really building goals. I'm just sort of... I mean, I've kind of got like an end point in mind where I want to be by the end of the year. So it's just working towards that, I guess. And where do you want to be at the end of the year? Just sort of a more recognized director of photography. Yeah. You had a really good year last year. Yeah. You directed some really cool things. Yeah, it looked pretty nice. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You directed a Skunk and Nancy video. Yeah, it looked good. Overall, would you say this past 2016 for your for your personal life? Not like I did you get really tired of everyone saying how 2016 was the worst? I'm really tired of everyone on social media. So Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's just constant Go into that. negativity and I've started ignoring it and life's so much better when you don't pay any attention to anyone on Facebook. That's Really? Hold on a second. Uh, I forgot to charge my or put my phone on silent. Okay, sorry about that. We're back. Uh, I forgot to silence my phone, but it's fine because it was a call from my agent, so it was a business call. So no big deal. But yeah, you were talking about you've paid less attention to Facebook. Yes. <laughs> the flow has been broken, this hasn't it? Ruined everything i haven't ruined everything we're gonna pick it Christmas back up and is keep canceled. see this is your all or nothing approach man i can keep going i can roll with the punches you've given up you you've just moved on to better things and what better things have you moved on to i posted some stuff on instagram <laughs> how's giving up social media by the way oh it's great you just ignore everyone else oh and you're just posting your own stuff <laughs> very cool but yeah we were talking um so the whole uh 2016 was the worst. I mean, there were... It was... On I mean, a, the, like... Everyone's so ready to, like, jump on a hysteria bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like... It wasn't... I mean, a couple of bad things happen, but bad shit happens every year. Yeah. It's just like... It's sort of just turned into this, like, meme, and then... It's like people arguing over whether Die Hard's a Christmas film. Who gives a fuck? It, because it definitely is a Christmas Yeah, film. but does anyone, like, actually care? I care. I don't think you do. No, I don't care. <laughs> but, I, yeah, well, I, I thought what I always found interesting about the thing is everyone was going on about how it was the shittest year ever, but at the same time, uh, the majority of people I know had, like, a really great year. I had a brilliant 2016. Yeah, tell me about your 2016. Let's recap that real quick. It was brilliant. Yeah. On all fronts. Just everywhere. Um, so I moved into a sweet new flat. Yeah, with me. Yeah, you live here as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is the, obviously recorded in, in the studio, though, and not the front room. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, work just, work's just been really good. I had it like, the beginning of the year, I was ready to completely give up on my career. Um, just had a toe. I was just done with everything, dealing with too many stupid corporate clients. Um. And then I saw I just refocused, had a really good shoot, and it's realized that this is what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So rather than before, I'd do sort of like full productions, so kind of low budget stuff where I'd be like directing, producing, shooting, and editing, and then just living in editing hell with yeah. 
clients that don't really know what they're talking about just making your life really miserable in the post-production so I've completely stopped editing and now I just focus on DOPing and I'm absolutely loving it that's awesome so uh, any any uh, missteps in any other parts of your life like health or anything I mean haven't been to the gym in three months I love that that's what you're talking about and I'm just like let's talk about cancer oh yeah there was some cancer <laughs> so many people in our lives are still really concerned about your cancer scare and you've just forgotten about it and it happened like in December Says, can I cash some of that concern in for like drinks or something yeah I'm pretty sure you can I mean, I got a sweet new five minutes out of it, so thank you. You did. You can go with the rest of your set that I gave you. You didn't give me <laughs> shit, man. You didn't give me shit. Um, so tell me, so talk about uh, your cancer scare. What 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 did you have or don't you have? Oh, speaking of, I had my uh, my professional comedy debut at Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, this is good things that happen. This has nothing to do with cancer. Yeah. Tom, in August, did his first ever stand-up show uh, in his life. Why did I do a stand-up show, Abigail Shimon? Because you kept telling me that stand-up comedy was easy, so I booked you in for a show. As a surprise. I didn't surprise you. This was like a week before no. you were like, surprise, you're doing a show. No. Yes. I told you months ago that I had you booked in for this, and you didn't believe me. You say a lot of things. And then when you came up to visit, that's when I was like, all right, now the dates we know you're visiting, this is the date you're doing Tom Tuck's show. Tom so Tuck I had like a week's awesome notice. Bit. You've been telling me you've been writing your set for two years, so it should have been easy. But I gave it all to you. <laughs> you did not. I write my own material. All right. This is uh, this is really uh, gone off into a, a subject that I didn't want to speak about. But let's talk. Well, blossoming comedy career. <laughs> Tom did stand-up comedy for the first time, and he did very good, and I'm very proud of him. Now, can we talk about how you're dying of cancer, please? Can we just agree that it was quite easy, though? It wasn't easy. <laughs> you had. You did, you did well. You did well. I'm not going to... <laughs> high five. You did well. I'm not going to... I'm not going to step on your success. Now, tell so me you about... you say that. <laughs> now, tell me about the cancer you have. Well, I had skin cancer and the doctors replaced it with a fabulous eye of Sauron so you have something called basal silk I like how I'm trying to get <laughs> you're getting feisty it does legit look like a fabulous eye of Sauron now though yeah the scar is pretty intense it looks like the eye of Sauron but where the stitches were it looks like great big red eyelashes right and uh, one of the stitches one of the internal stitches started to poke through so Tom had me cut it off which opened this is so gross but it opened a portion of his skin so he even has like his eye of Sa Sauron did I say it right? Sa <laughs> I guess we're watching Lord of the Rings for the next six hours <laughs> nine hours no I have other things I need to do yeah but we need to get this right oh um anyway my point is what was my point oh yeah uh, so uh yeah it looks like an eye it's gross I mean it's on my back so I don't have to look at it so there's right. you know every, every silver lining has a cloud yeah. <laughs> um so you have basal cell carcinoma hopefully not anymore which is when um is like basically a deformed mole on the skin in his uh a doctor can just simply remove it with a scalpel yeah and you've had this before yes how long ago uh three years ago and that was on your chest yes and now you've had one on your back so it looks like i've been stabbed all the way through <laughs> and uh did uh were were you concerned are you worried uh, not really. You were concerned after the procedure. You were all very sad and down after being cavalier about the whole thing. It's Here's because the thing. I was sad about the cancer. <laughs> Tom delivers bad news very much like he says, I've made the coffee. He doesn't show it's much emotion. Grandia. It's fabulous <laughs> 
<laughs> it's trumpets just, and it's just a fact. So when I was being a bit blasé about his cancer, he eventually snapped and was like, "You are not taking this seriously." And uh, and then after he had it removed, he was a bit sad because we're actually quite young for basal cells to start forming, especially two. Yes, because you've had two, and you're thirty. I'm going to end up looking like Deadpool. Oh dear. Um, what uh, what causes it? Uh, sun damage. Sun damage from when? When I was a kid. See, and that's why everyone should wear sunscreen. So, like, no amount of kale and chiba seeds can uh, can help me now. Yeah. Basically, uh, Tom announced he had cancer, and I was like, should we put you on a raw organic diet? And he's like... It's bad enough as it is. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. I'll eat tuna and vegetables for six months, but when I'm like, hey, let's try try some uh, organic cacao powder, you're just like, you can fuck off and die. Yeah, but I like tuna and vegetables. Yeah. I'm starting to like tuna if I put a lot of mayonnaise on it. And hot sauce. I love hot sauce. Just ruin everything. I don't ruin everything. You don't have good taste. Hot sauce makes everything better. Tastes like hot sauce. Exactly. And then then you have that wonderful tingly feeling in your mouth and all the different textures of the food. And then you have like the salty tanginess of the hot sauce. Don't make rude gestures while I'm talking. I really like hot sauce. I think it's delicious. That's what are we talking about? <laughs> I was trying to talk about your cancer. Oh, yeah, no, because I'm sad about the cancer. You're sad. I'm really sad about the cancer. Uh, I just thought we could use this as a wonderful PSA moment. Oh, yeah, wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Especially when you're five. If you're older than that, you're fucked. <laughs> no, but, like, even now, as an adult, you should be very diligent about your sunscreen. Right, Tom? That's why when you see pictures of me and Tom at beaches in sunny areas, I am always in a bikini and Tom is wearing long sleeves, a hat, and um, all black. Yeah. 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 Maybe that'll be the picture. I'll take one of our Spain pictures as the promo picture for this podcast. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Unless you're over five, in which case it's too late, so just go and go out in the sun. Yeah. Um, I feel like we might be wrapping up here, um, unless there's something else that you want to cover. Any pieces of advice? Oh, here's something I wanted to say. Yeah, I've got a piece of advice. Oh, dear, this is going to be stupid. Go ahead. Wear sunscreen. That is a good piece of advice. My piece of advice was if you're someone who did decide on a New Year's resolution and you decided on like eight of them and you've already fucked it up. Because uh, <laughs> you will have. Because you will have. Like I said, I, my goal was to like wake up and run every morning no matter what. And yesterday uh, I had a really badly bruised toe because I shut my foot in a door. Yesterday you got up after morning, so you, it was no, I didn't. a moot point. Yesterday I woke up at like seven in the morning. Yesterday was the day I woke up crazy early. Yeah, it is because I had to go that to the consulate. That was the day before. Because I had to go to the consulate. Today I woke up at, I got out of bed at 10.30. I did. Yesterday I went to the consulate. I was up all day. I woke up at like seven in the morning and couldn't get back to bed. Listen, guys. Wait, no, sort of a piece of advice. I have. Oh, God, I wanted to say something important. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, just sack off social media. I really like that. You need to, like, like, seriously, just try it. Like, give it a go. Just ignore Facebook completely. Like, if you need to talk to someone, that's fine. Just use Messenger. But just ignore Facebook and the news for a week. And you'll probably feel a lot better at the end of the week and a lot more positive. Mm. It's just people like this rain of negativity and everyone's just jacking off over being like outraged and offended. But if you just cut yourself off from that, like go outside, nothing's different. Like the world's still exactly the same, except you just feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. That's a really good piece of advice. I like that. Eat your greens as well. Eat your veggies. Eat your veggies. I was going to say, if you're someone who tried to make a bunch of resolutions and have already failed at them, it's okay. Just try to do a little bit of it. 
So if you decided that you were going to, like me, run every day, yesterday I walked to the yoga studio as opposed to taking the train. And today I didn't go on a run in the morning, but I'm going to go on one as soon as Tom and I are done recording this podcast. Also, it's like probably worth mentioning, which I found really useful at the beginning of the last year. There's something called like the X effect. There's a Reddit, you can check it out. And it's basically like you have a calendar and you set yourself something simple to do every day. Like, like floss your teeth. Well, like quite a popular one is just make the bed. And then every time you do it, you put an X on that day. And every time you don't, you put a circle. And it's a way of training yourself to build habits. But by building a habit, something really simple, like when you get up, just make the bed. Then it puts you in a really good mindset for the rest of the day. Mm. That's kind of... So I was in, like, in a pretty bad funk at the beginning of last year. And it really helped kick me out of it. What was your thing you were making X's on? Do you remember? Um, I remember you doing this, but I don't remember what you said that X's One of them was working out, um, and another one was researching half an hour a day, so I'd read something relevant to what I'm doing. So I'm really interested in film lighting. So It's I've, okay. The microphone did pick up your belch. I've been drinking Pepsi. Yeah, we're both drinking diet soda while recording this. That's why we stopped mid-sentence for a second. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm reading interesting lighting books, so I'll read half an hour a day of that. Which, okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. There's just so much advice flying at you. Yeah, but not on Facebook. Stay away from that. Yeah, just don't, just resist. You're basic, the thing is, like, Facebook works because you get a dopamine hit every time you see a like or a comment, so you're basically addicted. That's yeah. why you keep going back for it, because you get little dopamine hits. But if you just give it up, well, don't, you don't even need to have, like, a lot of people just delete Facebook, but just stop looking at it. Like, you can have a Facebook, you can reply to messages, but don't just sit there checking your feed and checking your feed, because it's just full of bollocks see mr all or nothing that's a really good example of you uh wait what's the difference between all or nothing i'm just trying to get tired i didn't set fire to my computer yeah well you didn't just delete facebook you just like you're like i can have it but i i don't have to look at it like that's that's a much more moderate approach than like deleting facebook or setting fire to your computer although setting fire to a computer would be like kind of cool it would burn down a whole flat well well let's not do it then i want to get our deposit back have we passed that point yet already no why would we have i mean a, a mosaic stained sofa i can have that scrubbed all right, guys, this is going off into an area that does not need to be discussed on the podcast. Um, so the thing about sofas. By the way, the sofa is stained because before Tom and I lived together, I lived on my own. And that is not why it's stained. Stop making that motion with your hands. Uh, the reason why it's stained is I used to sit on the sofa and eat dinner watching TV. And I'd put spaghetti sauce. Basically, I eat like a child. To. I now I eat dinner at the you table. You spill a drink on it like once a week. It's water. I only drink water, except for right now I'm drinking diet soda. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go. So uh, our pieces of advice are: um, wear sunscreen. Uh, try to give up uh, Facebook for your mental health for a week. Just see how that does, and. Uh, Keep working at any resolutions, even if it's just a little bit of a time. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right? Right. Unless you're Tom, who does insist on doing something all or nothing. Which is why our house now smells of tuna. Because right now, he's all. Give it six more months, he'll but be you, nothing. I didn't have any tuna. Okay, maybe I had tuna today. <laughs> all right, we're going to go, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um... I would say that I'll promise to get more of these out this year, but you know, let's not let's not start the year out on a lie. Um, we'll talk to you later. Yes. Yeah. Say goodbye to everyone, Tom. Goodbye, everyone. Say namaste, everyone. No, I'm not doing that. Say namaste. No. Why won't you say namaste? Because it's stupid. It's not stupid. I don't even know what language that it's is. It's Sanskrit. It means the divinity within you. 
excuse me, the divinity within me acknowledges the divinity within you. I acknowledge you. All right. Goodbye, everyone. So that's it. That's episode 23. Like I said before, if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Like it on iTunes. Uh, uh, join the Facebook group. Oh, by the way, on Namaste Bitches Podcast Facebook group for this month, we're doing little check-ins just to help people stay accountable for their New Year's resolutions. So if you want to join that uh, and uh, just kind of be a part of the um, be a be a part of the community. Please, by all means, go to Facebook, look up Namaste Bitches Podcast, and we will be there. Uh, before we go, just a couple things I am doing. Uh, Edinburgh Fringe is coming up, and I'm already doing uh, work in progresses of that show. It will be about fitness and wellness. So if you know anyone in Leicester, I will be at the Leicester Comedy Festival, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. It's a great post-Valentine's Day show thing to do. I don't know. Just come to it. Uh, but uh, I will be on Bob's Blunderbuss, uh, February 15th, Leicester Comedy Festival at 8.15 p.m. And March 9th and 10th, I, or wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh, life is hard. I'll be at the Criterion in Leicester, um, which is one of uh, Bob Slayer's venues. And then... Uh, the Glasgow Comedy Festival, I will be there March 9th and 10th at, uh, at, in Bob's Blunderbuss. So come to those, look those up, uh, the Glasgow Comedy Festival in March, uh, Leicester Comedy Festival in February. I hope to see you guys there. Have a beautiful new year and namaste. <laughs>